Amen. Well, let's make our confession. My beautiful wife and I are going to share tonight, so come on up here, sweetheart. Do we need another? Uh, ushers, would you bring us one more table up? What do you? What do you mean you're okay? I don't want to share. What do you mean you're okay? No, I'll share. Come on, here, go ahead. You get, you get that. That's right. My wife wants me to share. So how long have we been married? Somebody 30, says... 30, 36 years. 36 years. You want to hear about the guy that, that, that the wife and the husband have been married 35 years? They were both 60 years old. And uh, how many of you like to laugh? Because we're going to talk about joy tonight. I'm up here so they're, they can say things about me and you'll all laugh. Laurel and Hardy, the, uh, Laurel and Hardy were a team. Yeah. They had, one had to be the straight man. What you going to be tonight? I'll be the straight man. And, and they, were, they were 60 years old. Uh, they were celebrating their 35th anniversary. And, and the angel appeared and said, uh, you know, what would you like? I'm, I'm going to do it for you. You've been so faithful. And the wife said, I, I want a trip around the world. And instantly she had tickets around the world. And the husband was a practical joker. You know anybody that would be like that? And the husband was a practical joker, and, and uh, he said, I would like a wife 30 years younger. And instantly he was 90. Very good. That's a smart angel. Okay, you want to lead us in the confession? Yes. I mess that confession up I all the time. It's quite obvious I don't have it memorized. Why don't you do your confession? You really do that one good. It was short. I know. <laughs> so I can get it. Okay, here, here you go. How many of you are visiting with us for the very first time? Can we see your uh, hands? Over here. One, right two, here. three, no. anybody, four. Let's give them a... Now, if you're visiting and you have a church, stay where you are, be a blessing to them. If you don't have a church, stay where you are, be a blessing to us. We would love to have you. Every Sunday, 9 and 11 o'clock, Pastor Dan has an exciting word for you this Sunday. Next Wednesday, Pastor Kelly has a great word for you. You're going to be blessed. And we have wonderful children's ministry every Sunday, 9, 11 o'clock, midweek service, 6.30. We have great youth ministry and children's ministry. So we encourage you, if you are a visitor, stay with us if you don't have a church. We would love to have you. Now, for you visitors, this is an old confession that we used to make. And I love it. So let's say it. The Word of God, word of God is, truth. is truth. If I live the Word, if I, live the word I, will be blessed. I will be blessed. If I don't, if I, don't I, won't. I won't. It's just that simple. It's just that so simple. don't be seated yet, but tell your neighbor, it's just that simple. Just that simple. Yeah, okay. we can all get it. Now let's go. Okay, this one we said This all is a woman's together. confession. <laughs> you know why? Do you, know why, I know? Do you know why I know that? You're going to have to do you know why I know this? editing. Do you know why I know this is a woman's confession? Because it's got a lot of words. I didn't know. I was just asking. Oh, I know. Here we go, everybody, just not the women. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My mind is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me. And I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me.
I messed it up again. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can be seated. Well, if you have your Bible, turn to wherever you want, and we'll start there. And <laughs> it's your favorite scripture. What is your If you had to pick a favorite scripture in the Bible, what would it be? Um, probably trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. I love it. I love that one. I'd have to say mine would be John 4.13. First one I ever really heard that I understood. Very simple, but very true. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So doesn't matter which one is your favorite. Just meditate it over and over and over again. Tonight, the word of the God is don't forget the importance of joy. How are you doing? Well, all right, I think. We, do you want to share my water or do you want to get you another water? Good. She wants another water. <laughs> I was helping you out so you didn't have to think. Now, how's your, how are you doing with your joy? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Now this is this I is the you. this is the word tonight. You, here, one's bigger than the other. Which one do you want? I want this, this one. one. <clears throat> Thank you. Mary. This message tonight is so important. Now it's not just a mind over matter, tell jokes, be happy, and laugh a lot. But all of that can be part of allowing the joy of the Lord to flow. Just because you can tell a joke and people will laugh at you or laugh with you, either one, doesn't mean that you've got the joy of the Lord flowing. The joy of the Lord is something that God gave us, and we're going to talk about it scripturally tonight. And if you don't have a constant checkup regarding the joy of the Lord, you'll quench that joy, and that joy is our strength. And it is an additional thing that God has given us that no matter what we see, I talked to Danny just before the service. And I said, Danny, I could tell Danny was losing his joy. How many of you realize it's not judgmental, but when you're around somebody, you can tell when they've lost their joy, especially if they have allowed that joy to flow when you're around them. You can tell there's a spiritual problem going on. And I could tell Dan, Danny was really struggling. And I said, Danny, no matter what happens, you can't lose your joy. Because if you lose your joy, it's going to suppress your immune system, going to affect your mind, going to affect every single part of your body, honey. We just cannot, no matter what we go through. That's why God gave me you and the joy of the Lord inside you, and then for me to help him to keep you joyful. I didn't get that exactly, but I know you think that's your purpose. They, they, all, they all got it, and they're waiting to see how you react. I'm uh, Okay. Uh, Pastor Bill is able to uh, make something funny no matter how serious the situation. He can say something that will at least uh, remind you that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Everybody say, it's my strength. See, a lot of people have such a sour um, disposition, sour uh, sourpuss is what my dad used to say. You know, get that sourpuss look off your face, <laughs> which meant, you know, you're... you're you're just uh, actually thinking more about yourself than everything else that's going on. Does that make sense? And so the joy of the Lord is our strength. And how many of you know we all need strength? I, I need strength every day. So I am thankful for my husband. Just sometimes he has just a tad too much joy at the wrong moment. But I know that the purpose of the Lord is to get my mind off of the circumstance, off the situation, and onto the truth of the Word of God. And there's nothing impossible with God. And when we live as though that's truth, then there is a joy that's on the inside of us. It may not be a ha-ha-ha, you know, all the time, but it is something on the inside of us that we have a joy that no matter what the circumstance, God's going God's to take care of me. Everybody say, God will take care of me. 
So give us an example. They want to know an example of um, when I've had too much joy and that you just haven't really understood it and that you should repent. Oh, I can't think and, of one right off this second. Okay, if you think of one later, let I me know. I will. I'm okay. sure there'll be many by the time we get done. Now, <clears throat> I'll give you a couple of scriptures because the Bible is full of joy. How many of you realize that when you are stressed and when you're going through an unexpected encounter of something that has kind of knocked you off your game, your joy has a tendency to go quickly if you don't catch it. It, it. It's something that you'll start to lose. And the minute you lose that, you will lose a spiritual strength in your body. You will use an anoint, lose an anointing on your life that projects to other people. And the Word of God says in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, I'm going to paraphrase it for you, but you can turn there if you like. But in Nehemiah 18, 8, 10, the, the people are hearing uh, the depth of the word of the law that they have abused for quite some time. And what, what it's doing is it's seemingly giving them sorrow. And basically the word of the Lord says this, and then he said to them right in the midst of the sorrow, he said, you know, don't be sorrowful. Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to your Lord. Don't sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's all say this. The joy of the Lord, the of the Lord is, my is my strength. Even when God brings correction into your life through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, don't be sorrowful. Be happy. Be excited. Oh, thank you, God. I learned a way I shouldn't have gone. Or maybe you even knew you shouldn't have gone that way. Don't be sorrowful, but repent and go the right way. And that that, that joy is strength. And if we understand that, <clears throat> I know I'm paraphrasing everything right here now. But God has given us his joy. It's poured into us. When our spirit man is rejoined, uh, 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 renewed and born again, then we have the joy of the Lord. But if we don't let it flow, it's just almost dormant inside us. It doesn't flow. And that's why God made me so that I could be with you and make sure both of our joys are flowing all the time. And, and this, it, otherwise, it's like a dead sea. It's just in there, but it doesn't flow. I know when you're struggling. Yes. You know how I know? My eyes. Your eyes. Yeah. Your eyes. You have these eyes. Show me. Let's see your eyes. Yeah, there they are. There they are. Now, sometimes those I eyes. I don't know how he can make me do that, but he does it all the time. Sometimes those eyes get get uh, uh, clouded. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like you. We should bring out the best in each other. Yeah. Do you know that's what a husband and wife is supposed to do? Bring out the best in each other. Iron sharpens iron. Every relationship sometimes should too. bring out the best in both people. Every relationship. If you have friends that don't bring out the best in you, that's not a friend. And go right on, sorry. But the eyes are the window of the soul. Yes. So you can look at me and see when I'm struggling. And, and you bring out the best in me. You really do. Now, sometimes when we're struggling, we just want somebody to leave us alone. Sometimes that's good to be alone with the Lord. Sometimes it's a cop-out. We're just trying to lick our wounds and feel sorry about ourselves and woe is me, everything is going wrong. And what we need to do is have somebody to help us get that joy flowing and get it back because joy is medicinal. It really is. Yeah, and I don't know how my husband does this because I don't have this gift. I mean, it's in me, but it doesn't always come out. He can always say something and will say something. No matter how serious it is, he's got a little thing he can say. That is to try to cheer me up. How, how many of you know that's what cheerleaders do? You know, 
when they have a team on out on the floor, they're called cheerleaders because they're supposed to cheer for their team. And so God is always cheering for us. But sometimes we just need somebody in the flesh who's wise enough to say something that's going to um, take us off of the downhill slide that the enemy has us on. And if we're not walking in joy, we're going downhill. Could I say that again? There is no like every, it's okay. We're either going up or we're going down. The devil would like you to believe you can just kind of stay right here, but it's not true. In your walk with God, you're either increasing or you're decreasing. There's not a holding place because the enemy's pulling all the time to kill, steal, and destroy. He's pulling to bring division and strife. I mean, that's what he's an expert in. So no matter what, that's going to be going on. That'll be going on until we go to see Jesus. But we are the victorious people of God. The devil's defeated. So the joy that we have is the joy that's set before us, just like what was set before Christ, that we have the victory. Turn to your neighbor and say, I have the victory. Now, you may be, you know, in circumstances not looking like that, but that doesn't change the truth of the Word of God for all, me or for you. All of us, you, me, we have things that are going right that we're praising God for. You just have tremendous miracle after miracle after miracle. Let me see hands of all the people I just described. you got things just absolutely going right. How many of you got things that aren't going right? My hands are raised up too. And, and, and those are the things that are coming to steal your joy. And there are people out there that don't even know it, but they are professional joy stealers. And if you let them, they'll take your joy in a moment's notice. And a circumstance or a situation that comes along will come and try to steal your joy in a moment's notice. And you have a quick response time to respond with joy or to respond, oh man, it is bad. You know, it doesn't help to shrug your shoulders, hang your head, and be sorrowful. What happens is you dam up the joy of the Lord that's in you. You, you didn't know this about Matthew. This ongoing saga with our, our nephew Matthew out in Colorado. He's coming out of it again and doing well. And when he came out of jail this last time, I said, now, Matthew, what do you owe them out there? And he said, nothing. I'm free and clear. And I said, okay, that's great. I said, are you sure? Because I've never heard of this happening. He said, no, no, I'm free and clear. So at midnight last night, he forgets the time change sometimes. It's 9 o'clock out there or two or three hours. Anyway, he calls it midnight. And uh, so I get up and take the call, and, and he's, he's doing much better, so I'm really excited. He said, got one little problem. Turn your name and say, there's always one little problem. <laughs> there's always one little problem, isn't there, isn't there not? How many of you remember Laugh-In? How many of you old enough to remember Laugh-In? How many of you remember Rosanna Donna? Ah, if it's not one thing, it's another. You know, don't go that route. But there's always something. There, there really truly is always something. Tell your neighbor, there's always something. There's always, there's something. always something. So don't let it steal your joy. So Matthew said, well, yeah, yeah. Or no, this morning he sent me a text. He said, well, yeah, they've talked to me. They said there's going to be some restitution. I told Pam at the time when I was out there, I said, I've never heard of a court system yet just letting you go. He said, yeah, there's a restitution. So I said, well, let me know how much it's going to be. So he sends me... Uh, this text today, and it says uh, $1,300 per, P-E-R, $1,300 per. And I text back and said, what does per mean? And he says, times two. So now he owes him $2,600. We thought we were free and clear. And for a moment, I just shook my head. And then I, it's like, you know what, God, you got a great sense of humor. That old boy is going to pay it off, and he's going to watch his money from now on. How we respond because Proverbs, Psalm 1611 says, In the presence of the Lord 
is fullness of joy. God is full of joy. Tell your neighbor, God is full of joy. Now, let me ask you this question, then, honey, you jump in there because I'm talking too much. But where is the presence of the Lord supposed to be today in the born-again, spirit-filled believer's life? In us. In us. Everybody say, in us. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and check them out. The eyes are the window of the soul. Check them out and see if it's there. And if they say to you, you don't know what I'm going through, tell them God's not lost. It doesn't matter what you're going through. In other words, God is not lost. If he's in you, he's in you. And whatever you're going through, this will set you free if you get a revelation of this. If Whatever you're going through, if God is in you through the presence of the Holy Spirit, guess who's going through it with you? God is going through it with you, and he's not about to lose his joy over $2,600. He's not about to lose his joy over the fact that your husband loves to make you laugh. I really do. I know. I really do. It makes his world okay. It doesn't matter if it makes my world okay, just so long as he's okay. As long as I'm okay. He's okay as long as I'm smiling. I read Genesis. I read the role of a woman. It's strictly to help the man be the whatever. Yeah, I know. Wow. All you guys say amen. <laughs> okay, here's Psalm, Psalm 16. This is what it says. You will show me the path of life. How many of you want to know the path of life? I mean, that's how we navigate our life every day. In your presence is fullness of joy. God's intention is that his presence, it is with us, but that we're aware that he's with us on a daily basis. And then it says, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That means as long as we're walking with him in his presence, there's pleasures forevermore. There's enough for whatever we have need of. And I really believe, as you were saying that about Matt, uh, I just, this is what went through my mind. He, he couldn't have handled knowing he owed $2,600 the day he came out of jail. But when God allows things to come into our life, I personally believe he believes God believes we're ready to do it. We're ready to take it. We're ready to win the battle. We just have to recognize that if it's coming my way, I can conquer it. Amen? And so, you know, uh, Matt had just said to my husband last night at midnight, um, I'm getting out of debt, and I'm not going to be in debt anymore. And I paid off my car, which was a miracle. He's been working extra. He paid off his car that he just got. And he goes, and I'm going to get rid of all my debt. And then right after he said, but there's this one thing. <laughs> there's this one debt that he has to yeah. pay. But he's got a mindset now that he's going to get out of debt. And so he's ready for the fight. He's ready to not have to go get drugs to overcome that one. You know, he had that little slip up because he ran into a situation that he wasn't ready to handle. And it took him a minute to get his bearings. How many of us are the same way? You know, with him, it's drugs. But, you know, except for the grace of God, there go all the rest of us, you know. And so I believe that that joy that God gave us is just an expression of, I trust you in this situation, and really nothing's changed. I'm still in your presence. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So it's all right. Everything's going to be all right. When I married my husband... Even his secretary or his administrative assistant, 
Bonnie Beetle, she said, if I go in there one more time, and he says, Bonnie, everything's going to be all right. She said, I'm just going to lose it right there in his office because everything isn't all right. And, you know, when we were first married, no matter what happened, and we got married, we had three kids each, and they ranged 16, 14, 13, 12, 11, and 9. Those four in the middle were boys. They, they could not find enough things to do wrong. You're Those three. four. You're three. I only had two. You had two and I had two. You don't even know how many uh, you had. Yeah. You talk about the boys. The boys. The okay. boys. The girls yeah. kept everything kind your of two in. boys. Yeah, it was my boys. I'm sure it probably was my They'd two boys. They've been pampered. Yeah, they've been pampered. <laughs> don't, just ignore him. But anyway, you know, there's, there, when we put everything together, he would always say, I mean, there would be crazy things going on. I mean, that would want, make me want to cry. And he'd go, honey. Everything's going to be okay. I'm thinking, no, it isn't. But to him, everything is going to be okay. He always would say that. What well, kind of comforted me? I thought, well, maybe he knows something I don't. But, you know, <laughs> or, you know, maybe it is going to be okay. I would, I would begin to believe what he said to me. Sometimes we just need somebody to say, it's going to be all right. Now, lately, he hasn't been saying that to me as much. <laughs> but it is going to be all right. be all right. Now, it just makes me laugh. But it is going to be all right. Everybody say, it is all right. It is all right. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and we are in his presence. Nothing will separate me from his presence. He said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. So that's the truth. So the joy of the Lord can be my strength because I know he knows where I am. And God does know where you are. I mean, God has shown me that so many times that in, in showing me things to do for somebody that I know he not only knows where they are, he knows where I am because he came and got me to help them. So it's not just that he knew who I was helping. He knew where I was to come get me to do it. Does that make sense? So it's a double blessing when God begins to use you in your life to know everything's going to be all right. Some of you need to take hold of that tonight. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Yeah. <clears throat> and let's add to it. <clears throat> let's add to it. The joy of the Lord, the of the Lord. is my strength. My strength. And, and the Word of God, just all through the Word of God, especially Proverbs, a merry heart makes a joyful if you're letting the joy of the Lord flow wherever you go, McDonald's, restaurant, work, library, wherever, that joy will flow and people will be attracted to that joy and the continence that you have. Not, not what you're going through, but the joy of the Lord that you are a carrier of. And then it goes on over in, I think it's Proverbs 17, uh, 22, no, what is it, uh, Proverbs 17, yeah, Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart does good like a medicine. A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bone. And, and the Word of God says uh, that, that uh, if, you study, if you study joy and, and, and the medicinal value of joy in the Bible, 
it releases, Brenda does a great teaching on this, Brenda Hatfield, uh, it, it releases endorphins in your body so that your immune system stays healthy and it just is good for every area of your immune system when you're happy and when you're joyful. So therefore, when you let that flow, you're actually medicating yourself and you're feeling good about yourself. It's kind of like an opiate that goes to your nerve endings and everything just looks different and feels different and you're happy about things. Now, if you stop and think, do I still have things that are going wrong? Sure. Why concentrate on them? Why not let that joy of the Lord flow? And that's why in James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, count it all joy. And when you go through various trials, that it's going to increase your patience, I think. If you put that up there, I forget the, uh, the, last, the last sentence. James chapter 1, uh, verse 2, it says, count it all joy when you go through something. I had it a minute ago. Various trials. There we go. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. How many of you got some things that you might call a trial going on right now in your life? In other words, it's like, okay, I thought I was all set here, and now, bam, there's something else. Count it all joy when you go through various trials. Therefore, when things aren't going right, we need somebody around us to make us help get that joy flowing. Now, I know it sounds funny, and I'm using you as an example and me as an example. I knew when he asked me to preach with him tonight that there was a reason. <laughs> but, but sometimes I irritate you because you don't want the joy coming from me to draw the joy out of you. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when you try to perk me up, it's like, just would you go away for a while? You know, that, take a timeout. You need a timeout, or I need a timeout. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But if we yield to the spirit of joy, it always makes it feel better. Well, so we, I forgive you. <laughs> Again, I don't know where we were or how we got here, but <laughs> I forgive you too. Okay, well, that's over. Uh, sometimes it's irritating to me because it's, you know, I'm not ready for the joy yet. Have any of you ever been there? It's like, this is going to be joyful maybe tomorrow afternoon. Not between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m., right? Yeah. No, that's you. What? Between 6 and 8 a.m. Oh, I'm not even Pastor awake. Bill doesn't even I'm know who he is. Awake. Between 6 and 8 a.m. He does not know who he is. And we have this little issue because I wake up with one, she wakes two, up. three, four. And... <laughs> She wakes up like a Marine Corps drill instructor. Let's make the bed first thing in the morning. It's like I'm in a state of shock. I'm like, I'm not even awake. Let's make the bed. Uh, no, now, what I do is I start making it while he's in it. Well, that's true. That's a sign it's time to get up. When you have 18 pillows, you have to start early. We haven't been married very long. You know, how many of you know what that romantic stage is when you get married, you know, first night? You know, you know what I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, Turn after that, off. after that, you know, it's that casual wake-up time. No, no, it's like let's make up, let's make the bed. And it's like in the beginning, I thought it was, I thought it was different, but it's 35 years later. And this morning. We got out of bed. She says, come on, let's make the bed. I said, I don't even know who I am. 
Oh, and what I tried to tell him was he, he keeps losing the, the cords to the phones that make him charge, and then he comes and takes mine. And then stuff goes dead. And then when I ask him, he doesn't know where it is anymore. I don't have it. Well, you do have it because there's, we don't have a cord thief in here, you know. I love my wife, but this is this morning. That line is not straight on this bed. It's a checkered thing, and said, so what's your point? (laughs) But we had to get the line straight. I told you you don't have to help me. Uh, I'm going to take you up on that. (laughs) We don't exactly have the same idea of what it... How many of you ladies know when you would say to your kids, clean something, and then I'd have to say the way I want it? Not your clean, my clean, you know. So we do have a little issue, but but he loses the cords. Well, now he's down to some black cord he found somewhere, and I know that when that little white cube hits that black cord, nothing charges for it. And he's always saying, this phone is not charging. I said, it's because the cord isn't. So this morning, he wakes up, and the first thing, he's just stumbling. And I say, hey, that cord right there, that isn't going to work for your phone. And he's going, huh? What? I'm thinking, wake up, Jack. I'm going to tell you this. I don't have time to remember it. <laughs> I'll forget it if I don't tell you right now. And my response is, who's Jack? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it does get crazier the older you get, you know, uh, because <laughs> if I don't say something, I, I don't have time to make notes in the morning of all the things that I need to remember. So I just... I just give him, you know. And then later, he, has, he doesn't remember any of it. It's like it didn't even ever happen. <laughs> so we I'm, do have quite I, a time. Yeah, my mind is a little slow to get engaged in the morning. Yes. And, that's at, true. and at noon. And <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if you. It, I'm going to give you this scripture because it's so powerful. It's John chapter 15, verse 11, especially when we're talking about joy. Jesus said, I came to give you my joy so that your joy would be full. What did he give us? He gave us fullness of joy. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. So tell your neighbor, you have all the joy you will ever need. And and joy does not come through victory in situations and circumstances. Joy is a spiritual flow that comes from the presence of who God is, and we're made in his image. So therefore, the image of joy is in us. And when you study the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5.22, one of the most powerful fruits of the Spirit of God himself is joy. If the devil can't steal your joy, years ago, Jerry Seville wrote a book. If the devil can't steal your joy, he can't steal your goods. But if he can steal your joy, he can steal anything that he wants from you. And I believe that we need to understand that joy is a spiritual strength from Almighty God. It is Almighty God living in us, honey. And, you know, the more you laugh, you can feel you know, it, it's like you get stronger. I mean, there is something that happens, which is those endorphins, but it's also a lifting, I believe, of weights that people get on them. 
And, you know, when you laugh and, and there's joy, uh, those weights, it seems to, they, they lift. And I see a lot of people that look like they're, they may not look bent over on the outside, but on the inside, they're all bent over. And most of the time, we think it's because of someone else. But really, it, joy is our choice. It's not somebody else's decision. Now, <clears throat> look at what it says here. <clears throat> we just read in, in John chapter 15. John chapter 16, verse 24. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Now ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And then we'll go over to John chapter 17, verse something or other. Um, Here it is, verse 13. But now I come to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have joy fulfilled in themselves. So in other words, that joy that God wants us to have, we have it. And we can carry it and share with people everywhere we go, and we can be a spreader of that joy. The truth is that when you and I walk into the room, any room, the potential, everybody say potential. The potential. The potential of the joy of God himself walks into that room and flows from us to every single person that we make eye contact with. How many of you know what I've experienced in my life, that if I'm going going through something that is really hurting me, struggling, causing me to struggle, or if I've done something that has taken my joy, I've made a mistake, I've done something really wrong, how many of you realize it's hard to make eye contact with people? How many of you know what I'm talking about? When you see people, you just want to look around. You don't want to look at them. It's because you're feeling bad and you've broken the flow of joy in your life. That's why the windows, the windows of, the, uh, of the soul are the eyes. And so when you're around people that won't look at you, they're struggling. They're going through something. Some people can say, well, you just have a poor image or a poor self-image. I'm not discounting. Some people don't have that, and they're shy. But you've got to break them out of that, and then you've got to let them experience the joy of the Lord. And when we have that flowing, then we're, we sh- everywhere we go, we share that joy. And, and we can't let people steal our joy. How many of you have what the world calls pet peeves, or things that tick you off? You know what I'm talking about. Those are probably your joy stealers. I, I probably have some, but truthfully, I, don't, I like to be happy. So therefore, if I'm not happy, I feel like something's missing in my life. And I do. You're, I do. I do sometimes go overboard on humor. This is your time to be able to say no and not really, honey. Go ahead. <laughs> and and, and, and the, you know, but, but you know what I'm saying? I enjoy that life. I, I enjoy that life. I enjoy being... Now, I know, it's, I know I'm not always funny. That's an admission I will make. But I think I'm always funny. And I got to live with me. So when I look in the mirror, I could care less what you all think including you. <laughs> I look in that mirror, and I am hilarious. And I thank glory to God. She hasn't got it yet, but I think I was on today, God. And th- that's because if I'm okay with me, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. But if you're not okay with you, yeah. you're not okay. You, it's not, that's not pride and vanity. That is being confident in who you are in Christ. And I enjoy being happy. I do not enjoy being sad. I've done both. I'm going to pick happy. You know, he, uh, my husband got him a, a hammock, oh, and, and he put it in the backyard beside the bird feeders. I know. I know. Now, we have squirrels and bunnies and... Deer? Y- yes, we have deer. They haven't arrived yet in, with him in the hammock. Uh, <clears throat> I can't wait for that. Now, that, I will laugh when that happens. <laughs> but 
anyway, um, he goes out there when it's lightning. Of course, lightning isn't going to strike him. He's just in between two trees hanging on a metal thing. But it isn't going to bother him. Because <laughs> the joy of the Lord is his strength. Hallelujah. And so he's out there. And a lot of joy, not a lot of intelligence. <laughs> and so, you know, I just said to him, okay, I'll enjoy the insurance going outside. And so, because <laughs> I think, why would he go out in a storm? But anyway, one night he was out there. And he comes in, and this, we have this crazy squirrel. I think there's two of them now. They climb the pole, and they get on the bird feeder, and they start swinging it, and they're whirling around, you know, like this. And, and one of them squirrels is going to fly off and land on Pastor Bill. I'm just sure of it. I, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, he should not be there. I mean, squirrels are not friendly, you know, like that. And so he, he went out, and he comes in. He's cracking up. The, the squirrels shook the bird feeder, but when they did, the bird, the bird seed flew all over him. <laughs> I thought, wouldn't that have been hilarious? The birds all land on him to eat the bird seed because the squirrels have knocked it all out of the thing. But he doesn't care. I mean, he's happy as a lark out there. But I, I said, that's probably the, not the smartest thing to put that thing right there by that bird thing because sometimes birds eat and then, you know. Not my birds. No. <laughs> See, that's the joy of the Lord right there. Not my birds. (laughs) Anyway, that, you know, when you have that kind of um, joy, I believe it makes you less anxious. Because I I watch my husband, he is not anxious at all. I mean, Pastor Bill does not get anxious about I'm very, very, very few things. Now, he'll get upset. I mean, when his teeth show, we know. We all know. <laughs> Run for the barnyard or wherever you can go. But he does not, he does not become anxious over things. So, you know, he's, he can go relax in that hammock and fall asleep. And bird seed flies all over him. There's squirrels running up and down by his head. None of that even phases him. Because he, does, he doesn't let those things. And I think it's the joy that he seems to be able to walk in. His dad was just like that. I mean, they always were saying something funny. They, I'll just say funny. They thought it was funny, even <laughs> if I didn't. But they call it funny. And it is funny if you're in the mood. Yeah, if you're in the mood. <laughs> For funny. It, 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 and the word joy, this is what, if you, if you do a study in the Greek, the word joy means gladness, happy, cheerful, delightful. And uh, my hammock, I've, I want a hammock all my life. And I finally found one on sale at Kohl's. And, uh, and, and so I put this thing together out there, and I just love my hammock. I go out there and pray. I fall asleep. I love the lightning up in the sky and all. And, and the other day I was just out there, and I was just, it was just so restful. And I fell totally asleep, and then a big storm came, and it started raining, and it woke me up. So I had to get out of the hammock. But, but I, lo- I love to be at peace with myself. How, how many of you know, how many of you want that yourself? See, your, your problem you can never allow the problem that is confronting you to affect you emotionally or you'll be troubled all your life. The Word of God says, <clears throat> now this is for me. I'm not saying it works for you, but I know that this is your thing, but I know it's my thing. If I can laugh about something, 
If I can be joyful about something, I can go through whatever hell is trying to, to, to change me. I can go through that. I can go through whatever that storm is if I can keep my sense of humor about that thing. But if I lose the joy of the Lord, I lose my strength, and I start to get double-minded. And if you go on and read in James chapter 1, verse 2, it goes on to say that people that don't allow that joy to consume them and go through perseverance and all of those things and let faith arise within them, they'll become unstable and double-minded in all sorts of situations. When you're full of joy, the joy of the Lord, you will not be double-minded. And, and that's why it's, it's just so important that we understand that, that we have the God-given ability to bring out the best in one another all the time and that now I know Bill O'Brien makes me laugh all the time Sue O'Brien will tell me sometimes don't do that it just encourages him I think he is hilarious he's quippy he knows a little bit about everything he's always got some kind of a funny story to tell and when I'm around people like that some people brighten a room when they enter it some people brighten it when they leave <laughs> you know, we should be the ones that brighten the room when we come in because we all have the same thing. Tell your neighbor, I have the same thing you have. If the eyes are the windows of the soul and the drawer of the Lord is our strength, then all of us should have these eyes. Those, those. Show them what, show them. What? Well, you do that all the time. I know. What, no, what is it? No, tell me what it does. Tell, what it is, makes me laugh. That's it, what you do. It makes you laugh. Does it make you feel bad? No. What's it make you feel? Good. Okay. Now, I know we're just giving you a little illustrated sermon, but sometimes <laughs> she'll say, stop that. And I say, no, I'm making you feel good. She says, no, you're not. I say, yes, I am. And she says, no, you're not. And, I say, and then she does this. And, 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 and then she'll go in the other room, and I'll come on, and I'll stand next to her and say, let me see those eyes. <laughs> now, this is the truth. When I met my wife, makes me cry. I fell in love with her eyes. I fell in love with her eyes. And she still has those eyes today. But sometimes. <laughs> this is not a transplant. <laughs> <clears throat> but sometimes, but sometimes I can see the light going out. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I'm her husband. I'm her protector, her provider prince and and I'm on my white horse and I'm going to ride in to get those eyes now sometimes we have a conflict I'm not ready to have my eyes fixed no I'm an optometrist no but 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 truthfully I, I you recognize it and I believe that's that's a helpmate it works both ways it works both ways it really does I do believe there's something about your countenance when the joy of the Lord it's it's that your relationship with the Lord is okay, not your relationship with people. Because, you know, we all disappoint. We disappoint others. They disappoint us. But it's our relationship with Jesus that puts the joy in our life. And I was listening today to Jerry Seville, and I thought, Lord, I have to repent because I haven't been real faithful. You know, you can be unfaithful in uh, letting the joy of the Lord be your strength. And he was talking about how uh, faithfulness takes a, a lot of endurance. It's not like, well, I've been doing this three weeks. You know, I've been faithful. Well, if you're just starting out, that's pretty good. But if you've been walking with the Lord a long time, then some of those things, you know, our joy ought to be able to be stronger 
longer in, in our faithfulness to God. Does that make sense? And I thought, oh, you know, I, I'm, I have missed it because it says in this, uh, it, when you count it all joy, knowing that the testing of your faith, everybody say, our faith will be tested. <laughs> but faith is in the word faithfulness. And so it's not just what we're believing for. It's our ability to continue to believe God is with us no matter what this thing looks like. And so we can remain faithful to God by letting the joy of the Lord be our strength so people can see it. Um, When I worked at State Farm, it was years ago before I ever had my son John. And I really, at that point, uh, you know, I was in the church and I was the church organist and I was the choir director and I did all these things in the church. But there was something on the inside of me that whenever I would do anything musically, I would be like a fire. I could feel something, but I didn't know what it was. And, uh, but it was the Spirit of God, you know, trying to get a hold of me the way I needed to be gotten a hold of, you know, Jesus be the Lord of my life. But I smiled all the time, evidently. I didn't know I did. But when I worked there, uh, you know, sometimes I'd have a day like everybody has. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. The boss, the boss's secretary, all these people come by and say, what's the matter? I say, nothing. Well, you're not smiling today. I think, oh, didn't even recognize that I, but I knew something was wrong, but my countenance, everybody say your countenance. And so it's, it's, it's not even just, it, although the joy of the Lord is our strength, it's, it's that we're okay, that every, you know, we've, everything's okay. And then that joy is always with us. And if it tries to go away, we're able to conquer whatever it is to bring it back up in our life. And, and we have to be able to laugh at ourselves. Really. Because we're none of us getting it right every single minute of every day. So we have to be able to smile and laugh. I mean, sometimes my husband and I just really blow it, and then we end up cracking up afterward. You know, I mean, sometimes, believe it or not, we, we get upset with each other. We what? We get upset with each other. See, he doesn't even know we do. We get upset with each other sometimes. We do? Yeah. But sometimes in the end, we end up laughing about it so stupid afterward that we even wasted that time being upset about it. Does that make sense? What do we get upset about? <clears throat> I know. Well, what? I, well, I know. You want me to tell him? Sure. You sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> that look on his face, I think. You better whisper. I can't. My mic is live. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not, we're, none of you are ever going to hear that. That's what's going to happen. No. It's usually a bath time. When you turn the lights out, that's horrible to do to somebody. When you get in the bathtub and, and you don't know it and the lights go off. Only two of us in a room. Well. Her or me. I don't care. Then there's this, uh-uh, do what you do. Do that sound. Yeah. 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 It's like, get me out of here. And I say, stop it. And you know, <laughs> I'm hysterical in the bathtub. I said, this is where I'm supposed to be most peaceful. Get out of here and turn the light on. Yeah, that is a problem. 
Does anybody want to counsel let's, us on that? Let's all, <laughs> let's all stand. Glory to God. It's, honey, how would you sum it up? John can do the guitar, and you stay up here with me. How would you sum it all up? There isn't a person here, I don't believe tonight, who doesn't believe what we said about the Word of God, okay? And that, the, and that the joy of the Lord is already within them if they know Jesus. We're going to pray for people. That's Galatians 5, <clears throat> 22, 23, that's in the fruit of the Spirit, that we have joy. Yeah. Everybody say this, I have joy. I'm going to let Pam pray for you because I know we do have some visitors and maybe even some of you have been coming to this church for a while. But if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then your spirit man is not born again. And you do not have the joy of the Lord in you. God will try to make you joyful, but you do not have the spirit of the living God and the power of the Holy Spirit within you if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Would you bow your heads with me? I want to ask the most important question you will ever answer. And that is, do you know if your life ended tonight, that you would be with Jesus in heaven. God loves you, but the only way to heaven is through Jesus. And if you're here and you say, I've, I've never accepted Jesus and asked him to come into my heart, or maybe you're here and you're like a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter, you know you've strayed away from God. God loves you, but he wants you to come home. And if you're here and you say, Pastor, you've described me. I know my life is not right with God. I'm going to ask you to slip your hand in the air, and we're going to pray for you. Take just a moment. Holy Spirit, you know everybody that's here. Lord, if there's one person away from you tonight, I pray that you'll speak to them and that tonight would be their night to come home. We'll take just a moment while the Holy Spirit's moving. If that's you, we want to pray for you tonight. Hallelujah. Now, honey, this means, if I am reading it correctly, that every single person here knows Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Their spirit man is reborn. Their body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that the spirit of joy is within them. But just as the Dead Sea is dead, because from the Sea of Galilee to the Jordan River into the Dead Sea, there's no outlet. We can suppress the joy of the Lord by not allowing it to flow. So why don't you pray for the people and whatever you feel the Holy Spirit showing. Father, I just thank you for every person here tonight. In Jesus' name, I thank you that the Word of God is truth. You said, in my presence is fullness of joy. And I would just like uh, to pray for every person here today that your desire to praise the Lord. When we're praising God, we're in his presence. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And when we begin to praise God, there is a release of all the cares, all the heaviness, and there's a, a release of joy that comes in that place if we'll allow God that opportunity to take that time with us. Uh, David mentioned it tonight in giving. If it's a worship, then in that place, there, there can be a release of that joy that God has put on the inside of us. And we have to make that decision. We have to make that decision to acknowledge His presence in our life. And when we do that, that joy 
comes forth out of our innermost being. And so I want to pray for everyone here. How many of you know that this message tonight speaks to things you struggle with in your life? That, uh, you know, you, even if you had to look yourself in the mirror, you'd say, that doesn't look very joyful, you know. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask you tonight that, that we would be uh, conscious of our countenance and then be able to seek you to, to show us why that joy isn't there. What, what are we meditating? What are we thinking? What, are, what, have, what has become uh, so uh, in our sight that we're unable to experience your joy? That we've, we've exalted something above the very thing that you've put on the inside of us. And so, Lord, I ask you to show each one of us this week as we think of things. All of us, Lord, have things that we could be looking at that aren't going the way we think they should. But that's not it. That's not where the Bible says is our, our strength. It's not where our joy is. But you said, in my presence is fullness of joy. And you said that joy will be your strength to overcome those things that are trying to be the number one thing you think about. So I pray for strength in every person here tonight. I thank you that we are going to be conscious of the fact, is the joy of the Lord operating in my life? It's there, but is it functioning in my life to strengthen me in this situation, in this situation that I'm in. I just feel like some of you are here tonight and there's some serious things that you're facing. And so the enemy uh, really is trying to keep your focus on that thing. And tonight, if that's you, I want you to lift your hand because we're going to give that thing up to God because you can't fix it. You cannot help it. If you could have fixed it, you already would. And it's stopping the river of joy in your life. And so right now, let's just say this, everyone. Father, I give you everything in my life that would steal my joy. I repent that I have exalted problems above your help. I receive your help right now. You said my joy would be full. And so I receive it by faith. I ask you to show me how to release what you have put on the inside of me. Give me your words to speak over my life in Jesus' name. Now I take authority and dominion over every situation, whether it's healing, poverty, deliverance, what somebody has done to you. I take authority over those things that are exalting themselves against the knowledge of God in your life. And I thank you, Father, tonight in this place, we stand on the word of God that says, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and no weapon formed against us will prosper because it is our inheritance, the inheritance of the righteous, that we, we are able to stop every fiery dart that the enemy sends our way. Our joy is full and our weaponry is solid because it belongs to God. And when we've done all else to stand, we stand and we express the joy that God has given us on the inside. And everybody who believed that said, Amen. Go and be blessed. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength.